Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast for your ears. We're going to review the brand new 2022 film, The Atom Project. I still count myself in the Ryan Reynolds fan club. I've liked him ever since he was on TV, the persona he's crafted, and the and the the take on his uh, snarky comedy. I still like him. Not in everything. He's not great in everything, but I, I, I really do like Ryan Reynolds. I think Deadpool, he's found the perfect role, um, and a lot of his other movies I really, really, really enjoy. I just, I like him. I like it. I like uh, how he promotes his cell phone company, his gin. I, you know, he, he has crafted a persona that is very likable. Um, he's good looking. He's fit. He's quick. He's, he seems like a nice guy, even though he's snarky to the bone. Um, so with all that being said, and I really liked um, Free Guy, which is the partnership between Sean Levy and Ryan Reynolds. So I went into this going, okay. Let's see what happens when they make a Netflix movie. The short version is, this is a great Netflix movie. I would probably be a little harsher on it if I went to the movies to see it. But really, if you're going to sit around with the family and watch something on Netflix this weekend, watch The Atom Project. It's really good. That's the short version. It's not a perfect movie. It's, I'm not going to get into too many spoilers. It's a time travel movie where Ryan Reynolds meets himself, and you don't know why. Um, and the mystery is pretty good. It's a simple story well told, which is sometimes my favorite movies. Sometimes movies over convolute themselves. Many Netflix movies tend to have 20 to 30 minutes of extra convolution in there to make it seem like it's deeper, heavier, more memorable, whatever, when they could just streamline the thing. And they could. This one is. It's a streamlined experience with uh, maybe not giving full value to some of the smaller characters in the film. But overall, it's an enjoyable hour and 46-minute ride. I, when I pulled it up on Netflix, I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be like two and a half hours. And it's, you know, Netflix has – I've mentioned it in a few podcasts. Some of these streaming services have a history of, uh, we don't need to edit this anymore. Let's let it out. And it's two hours 15, two hours 20, two hours 30 minutes for a movie that probably could have been you know, under two hours. No, this is an hour, 46 minutes. Uh, it, it flies by. It feels good. Um, it's a toned-down Ryan Reynolds, but in a good way. The best thing I can say about this movie, and it, this is going to sound weird coming from me, it's got honestly, real, heartfelt, dramatic moments in it. The drama is real. A lot of movies of this ilk uh, family films, action films, mass appeal type films, they force a lot of the emotion out of it. And sometimes you get into the characters and sometimes you don't. And it just doesn't always feel genuine. I'm not saying every situation feels genuine, but when they pull a scene that actually tugs on a heartstring or whatever, it works in this movie and it feels organic. It feels real. It helps that everybody in the movie is a great actor. The kid who's in the movie, it's his first film, and he does really good. You can tell they kind of limit, you know, what he does, and he's obviously mimicking Ryan Reynolds, and he does great at doing his own version of uh, like a young Ryan Reynolds. But everybody else in the movie, from Mark Ruffalo to Jennifer Garner and to Catherine Keener, does a great job in all of their roles. I won't be the first reviewer that brings up 
doesn't Marvel let other movie studios borrow their de-aging technology? Couldn't they have Netflix borrowed that when they were going to make a young Catherine Keener? There were a couple times it looked okay and they kept her to a distance, but there were other times it looked like she looked like a CG model standing there and it just didn't, I don't know. They spent obviously a decent amount of money on this movie. Ryan Reynolds and Sean Levy recently said that they're, they're, it's okay if they don't make, you know, an Academy Award winning film every time. They're trying to make new original movies. Both Free Guy and The Atom Project are not based on any previous comic books, universes that exist, uh, franchises, their new characters. Sure, we may have seen these kinds of movies before, but they're their own things and new. I would like to see more in this particular universe. I'd like to see more in the Free Guy universe. We're going to get more of that. So I think that's great that they've started their own things, and hopefully they will improve upon them. The movie has a decent amount of action. I think if it were going to be in theaters, it would have a hair more action and a hair less drama. But for a Netflix movie, it's perfect. It really is. It's a... Again, it's not going to be one I go out and buy on 4K if it comes out. Amazon's doing a good job, by the way, of releasing some of their movies and shows on Blu-ray and 4K, um, like the new Infinite, Infinite, that forgettable uh, Mark Wahlberg movie. Netflix has been hit or miss on releasing some of their things, like Stranger Things you can get, but a lot of the other movies don't ever come out on their own, home video-wise. And this is, you know, I'm fine with this being a Netflix movie. Ultimately, it's kind of forgettable. You know, here I am a few minutes outside of it, and I'm like, well, I guess because some of it just kind of feels not generic. It does feel like its own thing. Um, It doesn't. I think one of the reviews I saw that one of the non-spoiler reviews before I watched it today said something along the lines of these are situations we've seen before, but it doesn't feel like they've pulled them from other movies. I would say that's apt. You know, it's like we've seen the time travel thing. We've seen the, the light sword kind of thing. We've seen the, the spaceship kind of thing. But they all kind of make it their own in this. And they, they've kind of crafted their own science to make all this believable. As time travel movies go, it's not up there with Back to the Future, which is one of the quintessential time travel movies. But it's, it's a pretty good time travel yarn. Um, and I do feel like it's left unfinished at the end. Not it doesn't have an end, but it just feels like there's going to be more to the story. Um, maybe not. It it could it, it does kind of wrap up with a nice bow and, and leaves you with a smile on your face. Again, all of the drama in the film, especially once it gets good and going, the first big action scenes come in about a half hour in. Um, you've seen the little kid getting bullied in school things many times, and this is done, you know, pretty much as as they all are. But once the movie gets going. The pacing is good, uh, the comedy is good, and the drama is great. It, it, yeah, I don't want to get too far into it. Uh, I was about to say some things, but I'm, I'm, you know, biting my tongue on spoilers. Um, the Adam Project is definitely worth watching. Uh, it's a throwback to those kind of movies, and I talked about this recently. In the 80s, not that I'm nostalgic for that time, but there was a, movies were kind of targeted at everyone. Everybody liked Indiana Jones or Raiders of the Lost Ark. Everybody liked E.T. Um, 
And these days we're kind of segmented with comic book geeks like comic book movies and John Wick geeks like John Wick movies and whatever. And sometimes we're, we're the big companies are more worried about the niche. This is more of a, a, a mass appeal, you know, get the whole family together and watch this on a Friday night kind of movie. And it'd be great. Pop some popcorn and have fun with it. Um, like I said, it's got enough action. It's got enough uh, uh, heartfelt drama. Everybody in it, it is well done. I have a concern because earlier today they announced that Sean Levy and Ryan Reynolds are in negotiations to make Deadpool 3. Now, they've already said they're going to make an R-rated Deadpool, that Marvel's fine with this. And I just don't know that Sean Levy's the guy. Both the action in, in Free Guy and this were very good, well-filmed, well-choreographed, surprisingly good, actually. Ryan Reynolds has to do some pretty uh, martial artsy kind of things in this. But I don't know that he can step over that line. Deadpool, one of the reason, one of its attractions is it's very R-rated. It steps way over the line of good taste. With you know, so we'll see how that goes. I also saw, and this is a little side thing that, that some conservatives today were. Um, now that they put parental controls and they're bringing R-rated Marvel shows to Disney Plus, it's all going downhill. And somebody online said the next thing we'll see is strip teases in in Disney World. Uh, that was probably the dumbest thing I've heard all day. With a day full of dumb things. Um, uh, for those that don't know, Disney World does have an adult playground area where they have nightclubs and bars and no strip clubs, but uh, it's definitely not for kids, uh, downtown Disney at night. Uh, I've been many times. I lived in Florida. Um, and it's a lot of fun. So Disney has no problem keeping adult content away from the kid content. And that's why they added parental controls to the Disney Plus app so you can watch R-rated content in there. This is very much a PG movie. I think it was PG-13, but I would say it's probably PG. There's a couple cuss words people explode in pretty colors, so it's not like gory or violent. I mean, yeah, it's violent. There's a lot of fisticuffs. There's a lot of martial arts choreography and a lot of people getting hit with batons. But again, they they swirl away in in red, blue, swirling mist. Um, Speaking of colors, this is presented in 4K, Dolby Vision, and Dolby Atmos. Nice job, Netflix. Um, looks great for a streaming. I mean, I, no artifacts. It, it looked solid. Still not what it, it would look like on disc, but it was really good. The HDR uh, color highlights, things from explosions, laser fire, um, the weapons they use. That was all pretty cool. The soundtrack was really good. Um, and Dolby Atmos, a decent amount of height stuff when the ships are overhead. They sound like they're overhead. When things fly overhead, you're going to hear some directional audio. Um, the surround sounds were used. They forced some classic rock songs into this, and I'm usually a huge fan. Um, one, towards the beginning, the big action scene, when it happens, they pick a Zeppelin song. It's a good Zeppelin song. I think they could have picked a slightly better one. I know what they were going for. They wanted that riff, and it's one of the better ones, but I don't know. I, th- I think a better uh, there would be another song that maybe they couldn't get or Zeppelin wasn't going to let them use, Paige wasn't going to let them use or whatever. Then in one of the big scenes, not to do any spoilers, but there's a, a, a huge fight scene with special effects and everything, and they use Boston Foreplay Long Time, which is a, an over seven-minute long classic rock song. 
And at first, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. It builds, and it's very orchestral. This is going to be, yeah. But the scene doesn't last as long as the song. So the song is incredibly edited and well-edited, I will say, but at times completely missing the intent of the song if you know the song. It's like, ba 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 and I'm like, oh, wait, they went back to that part here. Oh, so they could build, wow. Yeah, if you're going to change the classic rock song that much, maybe not use it and use some original music, get Hans Zimmer in there to do some magic or whatever. Um, I see what they're, I know why, you know, the nostalgic factor, um, which doesn't really make sense because they were using Boston from 1976. Um, when they time travel, it's in the years, everything from 2050 to 2018, so Boston for probably a long time. Okay. I could, you know. <laughs> Great song, don't get me wrong. And it is edited well, and it fits the scene well, don't get me wrong. But as a fan of the song and the band, and it's been Tom Schultz's birthday this week, it's like, wow, you really edited the crap out of that song. You might as well have just used something different. But, and not that it was bad. All in all, this is a movie that would make anybody in the family happy to watch it. Ryan Reynolds is charming. The kid is charming. The young Ryan Reynolds is charming. Um, the bad guys are bad, and you want them to get theirs, but they're not, you know, they're just this shy of the mustache-twirling, evil, Dudley Do-Right, you know, bad guy. Tying Nell to the railroad tracks. But yeah, overall... The Adam Project was a very entertaining Netflix movie. Could have probably been released in theaters, but might have a great home on Netflix. You should check it out, uh, especially if you like any of the things mentioned. Ryan Reynolds, science fiction time travel, E.T., Flight of the Navigator, those kind of movies. This is a throwback. I will say that this kind of throws back to a younger crowd, but it's not a movie that the older crowd will get bored with. I didn't mention Zoe Saldana. She's great in the movie. I thought she was fantastic. Um and a lot of the emotions that come through just seem really genuine. Not just Ryan Reynolds, but everybody. It just good caliber actors, simple story well told. They executed it well. This is like, wow, okay, yeah. I'd be ready for Adam Project 2 next year if they do such a thing. Scott Hamilton, I'm Rockfile. Thanks for checking this out. Links are below. More podcasts are on the way. This one wasn't planned, but it's posting this weekend because it's a timely kind of thing. And um, people should watch this movie. It's, like I said, not a life-changing movie or one you'll remember tomorrow or want to buy it on Blu-ray one day. But it's definitely, you know, of all the things we waste our time with on the Netflix uh, subscription service, this is one of the better ones. Enjoy The Atom Project. Have a great day. Have a great day.